work. Thrive, lead, persist, communicate. Portrait of a graduate. Welcome to our podcast. The Springfield Public Schools Portrait of a Graduate is the community's vision of essential skills and attributes that students will learn before they graduate. It is intended to empower Springfield schools and the community to reimagine teaching and learning inside and outside of schools. More than 200 people attended our community events. At least 700 educators participated in educator conversations. Around 50 student leaders participated and about 1,400 people reviewed draft copies of the portrait and provided feedback. It took more than a year to engage those stakeholders, more than 2,000 of them, in conversations where district officials listened to their hopes and dreams for Springfield U. The result of those conversations is The Portrait of a Graduate, a single document that lists central skills and attributes that Springfield schools, along with the community, will help students develop. The next step in our work is continued engagement with educators, students, and community members and utilizing the portrait as a blueprint that will guide the district's strategic plan for the next five years. A strategic plan that defines new ways to inspire and empower our students. Hello and welcome to episode four of POG the podcast. In this episode, you will hear from two treasures, as I call them, of Springfield Public Schools, two teachers from the Springfield Conservatory of the Arts, who, when put together, have more than 80 years of teaching experience here at Springfield Public Schools. They are Mindy Rosengarten and Cynthia Farmer. Both have held multiple positions in the district throughout their careers, ranging from paraprofessionals to administrators, teacher support leaders, development leaders, and they have really taken an active role at the school level and the district level as leaders of the portrait of a graduate. And joining us in our conversation is 11th grader Tara Zavitz from Conservatory of the Arts, who is taking a class with Mrs. Rosengarten, where they are engaged in a very special project that's all about community activism and collaboration that is going to bring change to their school. So an important part of Portrait of the Graduate, you know, like the meat and potatoes of Portrait of a Graduate is reimagining teaching and learning. And one of the things about that is um, creating more opportunities for transformative learning experiences for students. And that is something that you two teachers have been working on in your classrooms, um, in your community action through the arts class, uh, Mrs. Rosengarten, and even in your geometry class, uh, Mrs. Farmer. So let's start with the community action through the arts project. Uh, Mrs. Rosengarten, that you're working on um, in your classroom. First of all, before we get into what the project is, let's talk about how it's more student-driven than teacher-driven and what that means and how it's different from maybe things were when you first started teaching. I've been teaching a very long time. When I started teaching, it was the teacher in the front of the room. 40 years ago. And it still is the teacher in the front of the room teaching so often. And that is not the direction that our society is going in. So when I came to Conservatory of the Arts, I actually created this course. Mm -hmm. The goal of the course 
was to get students to take agency of their own learning, which meant building skills in critical thinking, in analysis, in making decisions, in collaborating, all of which it turns out is key to portrait of a graduate. Mm -hmm. It is an essential part of our pillars. So the course was then presented to the district and approved for credits because it ties in completely with what we're doing. It means that I use guiding questions. I pose those to the students. The students are the ones who, who come up with the information. They're the ones that analyze that information and it's based on real world experiences. So when we started this project this year, our focus was to look at the climate and culture of our school and see what we could improve in that. So okay. to do that, we had to have a picture of what our climate and culture is and then analyze that, determine what areas we might want to work on and then pick one. So what I love about this course, right, is it aligns with the Conservatory of the Arts, right? It's community action through the arts. Yes, it does. It engages students with community and it forces students to collaborate like we all do, uh, you know, outside of school, in our professions, you know, in the world, we have to work together and collaborate. So it is just, it just seems like such a perfect coming together of all these different elements. And, we're and I joined... do, I'm sorry, may I point, I want to point out Please one other do. thing, that arts piece, right? We don't want to leave out the arts piece as we think about the class. The arts have always been a massive driving force in activist movements. Yeah. That's and right. this course engages the kids in the arts that they are passionate about, but also other arts as well, mm -hmm. to take action. So it is infused into the action that they take, making a more powerful message for the community. That's great. So we are joined by Tara. And what our listening audience can't see is the reaction that Tara had when you mentioned you'd been teaching for 40 years. <laughs> it's news to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was really, it just it was a look of shock. But um, Tara, can you tell me a little bit about uh, the beginning stages of the project? So your teacher, Mrs. Rosengarten said, hey, think about Conservatory of the Arts. There's a lot of things going on in this school that's great. We're gonna take a look at the climate and the culture of the school and see how we can make it even better. So think about an area that you'd like to see improved. Go and talk amongst yourselves. That's basically what happened, it sounds like. How did you, if you, if you came together and everybody's throwing ideas out there, how did you decide what one area was going to be your focus and then reveal for us what that area is. The area that we're focusing on would be making gender neutral bathrooms in the public space that we have. And um, there was another assignment that we had and it was called a mind map, which basically laid out the thinking that we had to get to where we want to go. It expands how we think about it and like all the different issues that we need to tackle, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was that called? A mind map? A mind map, yes. Can you speak about that, Mrs. Rosengarten? 
Mind maps are a type of graphic organizer. However, they're not typical to graphic organizers. What they do is use a central idea and then those ideas branch off in curvilinear shapes, which is more appealing to the brain in its thinking. It focuses on one to two words on each branch that breaks down the idea, but also, and very importantly, uses color, images, symbols, pictures to enhance the thinking about the ideas mm. and how they connect. Mm -hmm. So wow. mind mapping is a way of really not just expanding your thinking, but bringing you to the highest level of critical thinking because you're having to associate symbol with concept. Well, I would love to please be in your classroom the next time you do a mind map, because that's a skill, that's a, a tool that I think would be really useful for me in my work. Yes, it's used in the business community all the time. Okay, I love that. Um, and so Tara, you're, and to be clear, you're, you're looking at how you can create a gender neutral bathroom uh, in your school. To be clear, there are provisions that are made for students who, who, who need that space now, but what you're looking at is putting it in more of a public, uh, easily readily available place rather than having to go to the nurse's office for those students. Yes, that's true. What are some of the challenges that you, uh, your classmates and yourself have come to realize that you have to address to make this happen? We made like a really big list uh, when we first chose to do this and it was basically like, we had to get per permission from the principal, from people who even own the building more than the principal and mm. uh, space that we're gonna put it in, how we're gonna pay for it. And plumbing is another thing that's pretty hard to implement on existing building. When they're gonna work on all this, I really did like Spain situation to a way yes. bigger degree than just saying, let's put this in here. Let's use this area that we have in. It's a lot more or challenging than just that. Yes, that's amazing because that's just what we usually find, right? We come up with something and we think it's gonna be simple and very rarely is something simple. So you're really learning what it actually takes behind the scenes to make, to make change. And, and then so, we, also, we also talked about the community. Oh yeah. So can you speak to that a minute? Mm. How, so thinking about how we were going to and get the community to embrace oh, yeah. this. So what were the challenges around that? What we would want to do is also get like people behind this idea and people that would want to do it, right? People who would actually like go to it and wouldn't mm. want to spread the word, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's loop this back to teaching and learning, uh, Mrs. Rosengarten, because that's what that's what this is all about. This is school. This is the portrait of a graduate. You know, we're hearing a lot about the project and how it's going to happen. But just can you talk about the the higher order thinking or just, you know, how this fits into the curriculum of what students need to know and be able to do when they graduate? Students need to be able to address any problem that arises. And goodness knows, as adults, there are tons of those, right? We've got plenty <laughs> of those to deal with. So this helps students see how to take a problem, break it down, analyze it, which is a very high order, high level order of thinking, and then 
um, really come up with numerous possible solutions, evaluate them, again, a very high level of thinking. And based on that evaluation, select the best course of action to try. And then we evaluate that, revisit it. It also um, is, is very important in activism to be persistent, which is one of the pillars. And mm -hmm. this teaches that level of persistence because the kids are like, well, you know, we've tried this already once and it didn't work. Right, but in activism, you try and then you try again and then you try again and you just keep yeah. pushing until you get there and you revise. So we're dealing with analysis, evaluation, collaboration, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, reordering, really breaking things down in problem solving ways yeah. yeah, and doing it collaboratively, which is the key. And I think my last question uh, before we move on to Mrs. Farmer is how can you envision a project like this expanding across different content areas? Because I know connecting a project to, you know, different subjects throughout the day that students take and learn is, is also a focal point. So how do you envision that happening with something like this? In this work, we're doing a lot of planning for public speaking. We're going to be using the arts integration. So it spans into those classes, getting those teachers to help. Um, you know, we, we have the drama teacher and an English teacher helping to write scripts for a play that we could do where, you know, students, uh -huh. when they compose music, will be working with the music specialists as well. Yeah. But this, you know, we also have to investigate areas of concern. So for gender neutral bathrooms, we're talking about psychology. We're talking about mm. sociology. We're mm -hmm. talking about civil rights and the impact yeah. of all of that, that brings in social studies and the civics curriculum. So we tap the expertise. We bring in people to share that information, you know, and things that they've done. So that's how it expands across the curriculum. And it really depends mm -hmm. on the subject that you're trying to create activism around. Because if it's global climate change, now that's building in a huge piece in science. Mm -hmm. I see. Yep, I get it. No, those are great examples. And you make it really clear how, you know, picking, letting students pick their own area of interest and then the, the teachers in the school sort of guiding them through the process of solving the problem, but almost like sneaking in all the, you know, all these other lessons as well. And the kids are just, the students are really focused on, you know, we're going to make a difference. And that's what's going to be the outcome of all that work. Let's move over to geometry uh, with Mrs. Farmer. Cynthia Farmer teaches seventh and 10th grade geometry, as I said earlier. And it's, it's almost hard to envision, Ms. Farmer, how you can um, make a connection to community and real life application with geometry. So I'm really yeah. excited to hear about what is going on in your classrooms. So as Rosie was um, 
sharing her thoughts on spreading across the curriculum. If you realize you use the problem solving plan and math is problem solving. Mm -hmm. So she, um, as a person that swears she doesn't know math, she just used all her math skills <laughs> to get through this project. And when you talk about geometry, most of our students um, question, when am I ever going to use this in real life? Not realizing that geometry is just the abstract of what we do just walking through doorways, um, mm. learning to walk, learning to be on a bicycle, and how that actually applies to what we do naturally. Um, I always tell the students, if someone would have told me that fractions were so important in my life when I was learning fractions, not in isolation, I would have been, even though I'm, I like math and I can do math, I would have been that much better. Mm, and, mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we don't realize how much that plays a part in what we do every day, regular problem solving skills. So... Um, in geometry, like for instance, we're doing transformations, rigid transformations, and what does that mean? As they wrap up the unit, they're getting ready to do a project uh, called the logo project. So we see logos and symbols throughout our community all the time. A toddler know what McDonald's is. So taking mm -hmm. those geometry skills and applying them to what we see in our natural world and being able to identify what transformations are used then they take it a step further once they can realize that. And um, they're going to make a logo that represents them, who they are. And if somebody so sees that, they know that that's who they are. And so just seeing how all of this transfers over, but not only that, as they start thinking about entrepreneurship, how do they develop their logos for their businesses? Mm -hmm. And how that applies so that when someone sees Starbucks, they know that Starbucks. When mm -hmm. you see the golden arches, you know what that is. So students right. being able to use that in real life situations and taking them a step further. Even when you talk about the gender neutral bathrooms um, that they would like to do with this project, there are going to be things that have to be in place for them to be able to um, address those issues. So mm -hmm. all of those are pay impact and in um math and we know that math is the hardest curriculum to tackle because math people tend to be straightforward concrete this is the way it is uh -huh. so we're using a new math curriculum this year that most of your math teachers if you were to ask them um would have an issue with it but it's teaching us that it's teaching the kids to teach to think conceptually Mm -hmm. They're so used to the teacher standing up, directing the class, whereas the agile minds forces them to have the conversations and interactions amongst each other and to interact with one another to work through the problem. And the teacher is just a facilitator in the classroom to help them through the process. So mm -hmm. um, it's really just taking everything to another level. But even in having the conversations with people who say, I'm not, I've never been good at math. Yes, you have. Um, and how that di directly relates to what they're going to do with their futures. That I'm, I'm fired up just thinking about that project. I mean, the students are going to, it's, it's self-awareness. They're going to figure out a logo that represents who they are. And this is a, a, a lesson in geometry. That 
blows my mind. It's fun, it's exciting, it's engaging, it's creative. I mean, it doesn't feel anything like my geometry class did. <laughs> so Most that's definitely. exciting. Yeah, my how far into, right. How far into the project is the class at this point? Yes, I have one class that's actually getting ready to start their project on Monday. Okay. Um, so All right. they will at least have their slide presentations done of representing the different um, transformations, both non-rigid and non-rigid, um, rigid and non-rigid transformations done next week. And then they'll begin, they're already processing, thinking about what a logo for themselves would look like, how that would be represented. It's so fascinating to see what's written on paper uh, the portrait of a graduate actually come to life in a classroom because this is real life application. And I sat in on many of the meetings with the community members, family, I mean, just across the board. And the one thing that came through over and over is relevance. Kids need to feel like what they're learning is relevant. And this is literally, this is that. So uh, I'm excited. And we had spoken, um, you know, with Tara, and Ms. Rosengarten about coming back and visiting to see how the gender neutral bathroom uh, project is coming along. So hopefully we can stop back in with you too and see how some of these logos came out and maybe we could even post some on our, on our Springfield Public Schools website so people can see. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to thank all three of you for joining us today. The Springfield Conservatory of the Arts um, is one of the early adopters of the portrait of a graduate, which means that you all are doing work in your school now to basically exemplify for, uh, for yourselves and for the rest of the district, what it looks like when you put this portrait in action. And it is something that can be very different for every school, actually every classroom and, and every teacher, as we have seen, you have all exemplified here. And Tara, I want to thank you for joining us and I look forward to doubling back and seeing how our progress is going on these two projects. Thank you very much. And you know, Azel, thank you. I was just, just going to say, Azel, and you know, when we first started this, we started with the students. Mm -hmm. And the yep. students really um, helped to form. We did something like the mind mapping with them. What, would it, mm -hmm. what do you envision? your future being and how what we do right now connects and what that would look like. So they were invested um, in the whole process and the project too. So it does make a difference. Excellent. I think the two of you are shining examples about uh, what's best about our educators. And I wanna personally thank you for being here. Uh, when I saw how the two of you interacted with each other and the enthusiasm and the passion that you showed just in conversation with each other as colleagues about education, about the future of our students, I immediately felt something that it was alive and electric. And you two are great ambassadors. We have thousands of teachers just as fabulous as the two of you throughout the, throughout the district, but I appreciate you kind of uh, representing that here today. And Tara, before we go, I just wanna ask you, you are in 11th grade right now. Do you have any, um, what are your ideas for after graduation at this point? Um, right now it's either, it's really been teetering on whether, do I wanna go to college right after I graduate from school. Do I want to get a job? Like, uh, it's hard to decide already. Hard to. You know, yeah. they'll come. Well, we'll so many options. Everything. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, so many options. But the thing about what we're what we're what your teachers are doing is trying to prepare you for college and or career. So whatever decision you make, you will have the information, the skills um, to do what you need to do to be successful. You're doing a very good job with it too. Please. Awesome. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you all so much. And this has been another episode of POG, the podcast. Thank you to everyone who joined in with us. Portrait of a Graduate, the podcast, is a production of the Springfield Public Schools Office of Communication. Azel Kavan, executive producer and host. Christian Polanco, production manager. Ewan Tran, a senior at Putnam Academy, production intern. Theme music written by Marcos Carreros, music teacher at the Springfield Conservatory of the Arts and performed by the Conservatory of the Arts School Band. And I'm Davion Gatson-Kong. And I'm Abriella from Glenwood. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great day.